So the topic I want to talk about tonight, I think it's something which is very well known, but it's Chazal Teras Ein Beis Medrash Berachidosh, which means even the Lord of the Halachos may be just repeating things which everyone knows well. You will find a number of very interesting Chidoshim, which aren't so well known, we discussed those as well, Be'ez Hashem. And what I want to talk about is how a person is meant to stand during davening. In other words, there's a lot of halachas of Twitter which don't re- relate to what a person says, but the position a person is meant to be in. How he's meant to stand, which position his head's meant to be in, when he's meant to bow down, uh, when he's meant to step forward, step backwards. Like I said, a lot of the halachas, which one does on a regular basis, but if you look and learn halachas inside, we'll see that there are a number of chidushim as well. So the first halacha uh, is the din of approaching Shmona Esrei. Uh, it's brought down in the Ramah that when a person, before he begins Shmona Esrei, he should walk three steps forward. The reason for that is brought down in the first game because when a person is dying Shmona Esrei, he's standing in front of Hashem. And therefore, as if one would approach, so to speak, Akadosh Baruch to speak to him, so the same we, we, we try and show the same idea that Taking three steps forward, we be nichnas into Hashem's presence. Obviously, it doesn't mean Hashem's three steps in front of us more than we was before, but it's for us to for us to feel that we being we be nigash, we coming close to Tefillah, which means we're approaching a Kaddish Baruch The reason is three steps. Well, the closely brand the reason because the idea of coming forward to daven by Yigash, we find three times by davening by Yigash Abraham, by Yigash Yehuda, and you find the Yigash Eliyahu. Three times it says the word of someone who davened, and the approach to Tefillah was he kind of came forward to daven. So we signify the same thing by taking three steps forward. At a more capitalistic level, we know that when we talk about the, we we find ourselves standing in Olam Asiya, and we know that the three higher levels of of spirituality as well, what we call the levels of Atzilus, prayer and Yisira, and therefore three steps forwards. We feel going through those three levels to be only with Hashem. And therefore, there's the idea of taking three steps forward. Does a person need to take three steps backwards first in order to take three steps forward? The answer is no. It's just a practical thing. If a person is standing next to a sender or a table, whatever it is, so in order to go forward, he has to go backwards. But we don't find that going backwards, first we don't bring that as a necessity. And therefore, if a person is in a position where he can just take the three steps forward, that's all he needs to do. Uh, if a person is going to go backwards in order to come forward, so he should do that not just before Shmuel Ezra. In other words, uh, taking three steps forward is uh, approaching Shmuel Ezra, and therefore when a person finishes the bracha Gal Yisrael, he should immediately take the three steps forward to start Shmuel Ezra. And then if a person is going to need to step backwards first, uh, then he should do that before before Gal Yisrael. I mean, I guess either by Tiles HaKalelion or by Tzor Yisrael, take three steps back already then, so there won't be an unnecessary gap between uh, finishing Gal Yisrael and Shmuel the time he has to take to take his three, three steps backwards before he starts. But just when a person uh, takes three steps forward, he should start with his right foot. As always, when a person is meant to be approached a mitzvah, so he should start with his right foot. How big do the steps have to be? So Sheikh Narach already says that the size of a step, which means the beginning of one foot, is where the end of the other foot ends. It doesn't have to take wide paces. It's enough that each like each foot is put in front of the foot in front, before it, 
and then how does he take three steps? So he puts his right foot forward, then he puts his left foot forward in front of that, and then he puts his right foot next to his left foot, which means it's not it's it's really the space of two steps upon once. So it's in three motions: the right step, the left step, and then the right step to meet the left step. It also take a third step forward. So it's, it's just a three-step process, and the same thing applies in reverse. When a person finishes Shmuel Esrei and then wants to signify, he's now stepping back from being in Hashem's presence. So he takes three steps backwards again. And if you're going to speak about this in relation to the, the, the levels of spirituality, he's yeah, coming back down. Right, going so now, if, if, when he comes backwards, so it's brought in the, in the Shulchan Aruch, he should go back with his left foot first. It's like, to show that it's, the Kiro hits, he's, he wants to, he's more reluctant to do that, so he puts a weak foot forward. And then once again, it's a step backwards, which means he puts his left foot behind where his right foot is. The second step would be to put his right foot behind that. And then the third step would be to put the left foot next to the right foot. And that way it's really, really the amount of space of two paces, which he does in three steps. And then that's how he steps backwards. The Biyarafa talks about if a person is left-handed, or is left-footed, so what should he do then? So then he brings the passage and should it the other way around. Why? It's, it's the idea is to step back with the weaker foot first, which means that's not normally the way he would... He would begin to walk if he wanted to, to show that he's reluctant to leave the tefillah, and therefore, whatever for him is the weaker foot, that's what he should step back with first. And walking forward to the beginning? And with, with, the, with the stronger foot, with the one which is right. How exact do the steps have to be? Not exact. You see the people, like there are people who, you know... So that's the size of the step, uh, it doesn't, but it doesn't do perfectly exact. It's, uh, the, 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 the lesson that's not a step. And do they have to be next to each other, or could they be? No, we don't. This, the step back means that the way the first years. foot ends, the second foot starts. Okay, that's the din of that. That's the din of stepping backwards, stepping forwards. When the person damaged for so uh, now he's, put his, he's come forward three steps. He has to have both of his feet together. The reason the person has his feet together is brought down. What happens? I see people; they don't have room. So when a person stands and sits together, the reason which is brought in the first thing for them is because to be like the Malachim. It's in the first case of and it really comes from the Gemara. We just have Yishal, we two opinions. Right, right. Yishal also brings it, that this was passed in Malachim. It says about Malachim, we see the Malachim standing here with one leg, not with two, and the legs don't bend, they don't sit. And therefore a person is going to stand with his legs straight into one another's and his legs together. Um, uh, obviously, it's brought in Ibrahim's Moshe. If for whatever reason the person uh, is, has, for whatever physical reason, can't put his legs together, so as, uh, then Solomon Akev is as close as he can, he should put his legs together. Do ladies have to put their legs together? So, even though the reason of being like a malach doesn't really apply to a lady, we've seen this a number of times in Halacha, uh, both by Yom Kippur and Yavashman Esrei, we don't find it's a din of ladies being Islam to Malachim, and the reason for that is. Because we don't know of any female malachim. Yeah. We don't know of any female malachim. And therefore, we don't find a musag of a lady being like a malach in that sense. But once it becomes the way we belong to Shmuel Esther, then it's the way to Davin Shmuel Esther for ladies as well. What's a male malach? They don't. Uh... The person doesn't understand, the legs together. Maybe every malach has a strong. Understand? This is a big ma'akif. The person is meant to stand during Davin. Uh, if a person, for whatever reason, can't stand during davening, the Shulchan of Paskans, that if you, let's say he's on an airplane in a very tight position, he can't stand there, he has to daven. So, Mishasad Chalakilaf is daven sitting down. But it's brought in the Shulchan Aruch, that if he manages to get to a place where he can stand, and still within the time he 
Is that how to daven? That you're davening again, standing. Hmm. That's really enough of a reason to daven another time to daven by Hamidah. But it's understanding up. But the. It's, you know, it's, it's a big Indian, but it's not a Mahakir. The person can't stand, it's just still daven. Even not standing, this is the Mishnah. If this is Rechav al Achamar. If this is riding a donkey and it's a place where you can't get off his donkey, so then he's allowed to daven sitting on the donkey. And then it's an interesting thing. The Shulchan Aruch brings from the Rishonim that if that's the way I'm going to daven on my donkey, I should reverse the donkey three steps and make him step three steps forward and stop him. But at least then I get the concept of three psiyas uh, before the Twitter. Um, obviously, if a person today is an Arab day, Yes, a wheelchair also. I saw this by Rabbi Moshe Steinbach and also then other Gedalim also who were confined to a wheelchair. They pushed them back and they pushed them forward before that. They wheeled them forward before they daven. They didn't bring niggas to Twitter. Obviously, in today's uh, airplanes, whatever it's going to be, uh, cars, you can't, you can't really do that. But the idea is the person can't stand, he's allowed to sit, but he has it. What I did see, and this is a, I asked Rabbi Morgenstern to ask Rabbi Yashiv, I'll tell you what the answer I got back was. And to me, this was a tremendous Kiddush. That is, Allah is standing means staying on one's feet. If one's being supported by holding on one's arms, or one's leaning one's body on something, that's not called standing. That's called smicha. And if one's leaning on something, Allah is equivalent to sitting. What would be the din if a person is standing, but in a position where he has to use his legs to lean on something to support him? And the best example of that, if a person's trying to dive on an airplane, because the, the space there between the seats isn't so much, and the one is leaning a little bit backwards. And therefore, if a person wants to stand, he really has to use his knees to lean on the chair to support himself to stand. So if a person's like leaning with his legs on the chair, basically, the chair's like this. If a person can't stand straight, straight down, it's just like lean on the chair and use his legs to support him by leaning on the chair. Being facing backwards right. to the is back that, of the plane. Right. Is that, called, is that called sitting? Or is, that called, is that called leaning on something? Or is that called standing? Well, why facing the back of the plane? That's what I can say. I can stand. If and the other way, you wouldn't be able to stand. No. If, if, if oh, you would be right. leaning backwards. You would okay. fall. So is it like standing or sitting? So, like I said, I asked Morgan Sintashiv, and his answer came back. That's called standing. He said, if the main, the main thing is I'm using my legs to support me, it's called standing. Doesn't make a difference if I'm standing straight and the weight's on my feet, or I'm leaning with my with my legs and that's supporting me with, with the. The idea of standing is that my legs are supporting me as opposed to leaning, where I'm using my arms and my body to support me. And that's not called a middle. I've never seen anybody so, stand backwards on a plane. So if, if, if a person would want to dive on a plane... If you go flying away from Eretz Yisrael, it's definitely the right direction. Right. If a person is flying away from Eretz Yisrael, so if it's face to Shalim, it's face backwards. And if a person doesn't have anywhere else to stand, and he's able to stand in a position like that, that would still be called standing. What about all the people who aren't sneers? Now, the next one I want to talk about is... Um, the position the person is meant to be in regarding the rest of his body, that the person should like incline his head slightly down, he should close his eyes, and uh, that way he can con- concentrate without being disturbed. Obviously, the Mishnah Bura brings here that if a person needs to see the Siddha to know what to say, so then he doesn't have to close his eyes, he can look down into the Siddha. That's also good. Uh, it's brought in the Shachanarach that a person should cross his hands across his, across his heart, and the right on top of the left one, and that's also what's brought in Arizal, that's the way to stand during Tefillah. And the last point which is brought as a as a way to stand during Tefillah is brought that a person should move his body when he davens. He should move his body when he davens, it's a shakal or something like that. Uh, it's brought, the Mishnah Boros, the reason for that is that a person is using his whole body as part of davening. 
not all the Gedarim did that. The way Gedarim was still completely still in the during Tefillah, and the reason for that was that that way they felt more of a awe in the presence of Hashem was to stand completely still. I know when I watched Hashem Azal and Arbach Tavan, he didn't move at all. He was completely still during Tefillah. And he used to love in a 20 minute Shmon Esra. Every single time it was 20 minutes, it didn't move. Probably still. And there were other Gedarim also, they said that they were others that they didn't move during Davin. They felt that it was more of a aim to stand in front of Hashem. The, uh, the, the fear to how, how a person holds himself was, uh, was, was more pronounced when a person doesn't move. So therefore there's Makaris for both. Really the answer is that a person should do whatever helps him Mechavin better in Davening. If, if moving during Davening helps the person Mechavin more, then it's better. If a person feels more in Hashem's presence when he stands still, then you should do that. Question. Um, we should worry that a person should look up before he Davens, like towards the sky, to think that I'm Davening towards Hashem. Um, for sure, if that's going to help a person, um, for those if that's going to help a person Mechavin, it's good. So if Hasidim writes that if a person is looking up the whole time and reading Kilo as if to direct his tefillahs to Hashem, uh, he has a strange last name. So if Hasidim writes, then the Malachim laugh at him. The Malachim laugh at him. Like you don't need to try and direct his tefillahs up to Hashem. I think the reason he says that is because it's their job. The Malachim whose job is to carry out tefillahs up to Hashem. So we may have to help them out. We can do, we can do it very good, very well without us. But like I said, it's a question of what a person can, it helps the person focus more. That's what you should do. Don't you find the exact same thing? There's one day, it's not brought in Shachan Aruch, it's not brought in the most There's one day which is brought out of the Ramak, with Alpi Kabbalah, and there is a person who folds his thumbs into his hands when he dabbins. But like I said, this is only the Ramak who says it. It's one, it's one day. It sounds like they're all saying even within Kabbalah. It's and even the Kabbalah, it's, it's the Ramak. It's not everyone holds that. If a person wants to get it, the Bishop brings at the end that it's such a Ramak. But uh, we don't find that it's brought in all the in the person talking halacha. And then to go like this, yeah. like with your, like that, yeah. or you like this. Well, okay, just you just like cover one thumb into the. Other. And then, unless it says this is brought in the it as well. And that is if a person uh, looks around during davening, and then just to see what's going on around him. So it says his ayin zayich deris pnei shchina. One day he won't be zayich to see the shchina. It's interesting that that's a punishment for such a thing. Kenya, it means that a person didn't respect the fact that he's only with and therefore he won't be zerk to the in the future. Okay, so that's as far as the position of persons that he's standing throughout the avenue. Now the next point I want to talk about, and here we're going to see some very interesting, maybe not such well-known points, Chidushim, where the halachas are when it comes to bowing during the avenue. Because we know that the halacha is that a person's going to bow twice during the avenue, first bracha beginning and end, and more than beginning and end. And already, and that is that both in the Bible and in the Shami, and that is both by Avis and Barida, Karibit Khilafasaf. Except there's a difference. Because when you when a person bows to Baruch Atta, which is at the beginning and end of the first Baruch and the end of Moedim, so it's a two step process. Baruch he bends his legs, Atta he bends his back, and then he straightens up for Hashem. Whereas when a person is bending by Moedim, so then straight away he bends his back. There isn't the first two steps, the first is to first bend his knees. And then bend his back. Now, that everyone knows. You have to. That's the time. Sometimes the person has to be career. What does it mean to be career? So Shlach Alaruch, uh, when he talks about it, he tells us four dinim in career. Number one, the with the position of a person's head. He says when a person's career, he shouldn't just bend inclined his head. He has to bend his back as well. But on the other hand, the person shouldn't bend his back and keep his head upright. So there really should be a movement of bending his back and his head together. 
how much does he have to bend? How far does he have to bend? So the Lashon Gemara, which is passed in the Shulchan Aruch, actually Pakuku Kolachoyeshebeshedro, which means all the vertebrae in the spine move. So he has to start bending not just from his shoulders, but really from the base of his back, so that uh, all everything, all parts of his back move. But on the other hand, he shouldn't bow too deeply. Shulchan Aruch already says that it shouldn't be that his head is lower than his waist. It doesn't have to bend to the floor. As long as the person bends enough, that he's bent his back completely, that's enough. That's as far as the person bends. When a person straightens up, so here the Gemara says this is the Babli, which means like a snake, which is like a snake goes up. It first goes up its head and goes up its body. It's the same thing, when a person goes down, it's like a back movement. When he goes up, he first picks up his head and then afterwards picks up his body. That's what's brought how to how to rise afterwards. Um, obviously, a person should be careful not to lean on something when he's bending, because, like we said, whenever a person is holding his weight on his arms, whatever it is, so then he's not considered standing. Therefore, a person has to bend without supporting himself at the same time. Now, what's the interesting thing, which the Shulchan doesn't di- address directly, is the Gemara says, again, both of and Yishami, that the person is Zerkev by Hashem because of Hashem Zerkev Kufu. Does that mean a person should be Zerkev while saying Hashem's name, or Zerkev before saying Hashem's name? Because it's the, the idea that a person has to already be upright in Hashem's name, which is going to be a bread. Baruch, he bends his knees, Atzor, he bends his back, and he, then he straightens up and answers Hashem. Or a person's meant to straighten up while saying Hashem. Uh, the Mashmas of the Gemara, is that for sure that the person should first write that. The Gemara runs from the Pazuk, which means before my name, he, he, he bends, when he gets a shlim, he has to be straight. And therefore most boys can hold, and I'm sure already hold, that a person should first straighten up before saying Hashem's name. There is a Siddha Yavit Sahiba that says that a person should uh, say Hashem's name while he's straightening up. Like I said, it seems like a lot of the boys can hold that a person should first straighten up, and then he often says Hashem Hashem. It depends which pasuk it is, because if it's Hashem Zaykev Kapufim, so then you signify as you're, that Hashem is lifting the person up, so that's you saying it. It looks like a yara, and therefore a person is meant to stand straight as Shmuel and it's brought, even if a person on Rishon Yom Kippur, when the Minag was, and a person davens the whole Shmuel Esrei in a bent position, as come with a kaya finish, the more person is bent, it's good, but he has to remember to stand up before and, uh, and the end of every bracha. And at the beginning of every bracha, because the problem the Chazal had was being attacked in the Kriya at the beginning and the end of the bracha, they were talking about the middle of brachas, and therefore he has to make sure that the beginning and end of every bracha, he has to stand up. That's well known. What's not so well known is that the Mishnah brings that even when a person wants to bow or bends during the whole of the Shemun Asrei, he gets to the end of the first bracha, he has to stand up to bend down. Because since there's a din of being kareh, Baruch HaTashem, Morgan Avram, if he's already bent, it doesn't, he's not being kareh. And if that's the case, he's going to have to first stand up, and then bend down again for Baruch HaTashem, Morgan Avram. And so he's going to avoid him. Okay, and therefore, we're present on the Mosif Alakriya. Now, it's an interesting point. On the one hand, we said that when a person gets to Sam Hashem, either he's meant to stand, or he's meant to already be standing. 
because of Hashem's lack of fulfill. On the other hand, we find that when I came to Beis HaMikdash, we say in Yom Kippur, was that when I heard Hashem's name, the Be'adah. So why there's a difference? So why is it different? That was the reason why everyone would bow down. And the answer is, it's a difference if you're the one who's davening or hearing somebody else. In other words, it depends what's more covered Shemai. So if you're the one davening, then you're talking to Hashem. And if that's the case, the covet is, face Hashem, it's a, you're talking to him. But I tell Hashem, you're in front of me. The Kohen God wouldn't bad then, he was davening. Whereas everybody who, who heard Hashem's name and wasn't davening, so for them, <coughs> the covet Shemayim is to be Mishtachabe. And therefore we see a difference between the person who's davening and the person who's hearing the story of Hashem, Hashem said, that the, by, by that, by, for the people listening, the Kohenim and the, and the Kohen who heard, but then was in Yindaf Kutibayda. It's fair that our Shliach Tzibur goes down by Yom Kippur? Yeah, the reason why our Shliach Tzibur goes down Yom Kippur is because he's not davening. He's saying what the Kohen Gadol said. He's saying because he's including himself in the Tzibur. We heard what the Kohen Gadol said. They were Kohen Mishlech. This isn't his tefillah. He's not saying on Hashem right now. He's, he's saying oh, what the Kohen Gadol said. So we're we, we, we reenacting that, so to speak. Do not all the Bali? Yeah, for sure. Why is the Bali going down? For the same reason, this isn't their tefillah. In that tefillah, when you dive into Hashem, you stand up straight because you're talking to him. Um, okay, so that's as far as adding kriyas. Now there's a very interesting machlokes between the Shulchan Aruch and the Vilna Gaon. Shulchan Aruch holds that when a person says Kaddish, he should also be Adam. Four or five times. He's Kaddal, he should be Adam. The Almadi Rachirisa, Machalim to Chol Yisrael, Agroz Machrivim Ramein, he should be Adam. Then Yishtabach, we stop at the beginning of the next paragraph, Yishtabach, Brichu Yishtabach, Tamir of Alma, Ramam Yishtabach as well. So if you look at the Shulchan Aruch, it puts the Kaddish, in five times the person should bow during Kaddish, it doesn't mean that Shresh, it doesn't mean he has to bend his knees and bow, it's just the movement of his back. The Goran says, you should stand straight the whole Kaddish, we aren't, we aren't mostly from the Kriyas. Chazal said, for the beginning of Brichu of Avis, and the end of Avis, the beginning of, well, in the end of Avis, we, we don't add more Kriyas to that, and therefore, the Goan holds one shouldn't bow down during Kaddish, you should stand straight. Um, the people who do both, um, you know, there's a lot of people who hold a shukhlach and they bow when they say Kaddish, that's you must stand straight during Kaddish. Uh, both of them have a makar. Uh, the Arach Shulchan brings as a, some kind of a pshar in between them, as that is like to, not to bow as much as the Shmona Esrei, but like a slight movement which would show that a kiddo that on the one hand is an Indian to do something, but on the other hand, He's not bowing as a Yiddish so it's not going to uh, be in the same category as a Kriyas of Shmona Ezra. But, there's a, a big question in this guy, because, uh, because um, if you're going to say that the din of being Moshe for Kriyas doesn't just apply to Shmona Ezra, it applies to even things out of Shmona Ezra, like Kaddish, so that's okay, the other times we bow too. What about Baruch What about Elena? Now, when it comes to Baruch firstly, it is very interesting. There's no Shulchan Aruch anywhere which talks about the Chiyav to bow down during Elena. Ankadekach, the Bira Rachab says that he couldn't find the Makar for bowing in the Barchum. Even though the world does it. Barchum or Elena? Barchum. He said he couldn't find the Makar for the Mepoiski for bowing down for Barchum. He found the Pasuk. He found the Pasuk. And the Pasuk is in Dibra Yamim. I'll read you the Pasuk. It's in Dibra Yamim, Perk Chavtes, Halacha Chav. I mean Pasuk Chav. 
So if anything, I've seen that Pasuk that the response of Baruch needs a Kriya more than the saying the Baruch but Rav Yashiv asked in the Pasuk he said, I understand why that's a right not like the Vilna God if the Vilna God said that there's a rule not to be most of that Kriya that's the rule of Chachamim that didn't apply the time of David Amelech and if that's the case if the reason not to not to bear down was because you can't do more than Chazal when attacking Shmona Esra so this, this Pasuk isn't really applicable this is talking before Chalam so why would, that, why would that be a right to bear Baruch today when we have the chashash of the Vilna God, not to be most of not to make more times of Bama. And Yashem says, can you read it? You have to say it to explain the Mishnah Bura, the Abraham who brings this Pasuk, that if there would be a first Pasuk to be added in Baruch, Chazal wouldn't come and undo that. And therefore, the Minak for sure the world's leader applied during Baruch, we don't have a covered in the post game, we have a Pasuk of the Ray Yaman. The Ray Yaman, what's the Perek? Chavtes, Pasuk Chav. Chavtes? Yes. Pasuk Chav. Chav, and the Ray Yaman of Aleph? Yeah. That the and to straighten up my what? Washing his name again. So Baruch Hu, it's Hashem, Sanaf, Avarach, and this would apply both with the Menach is both the person saying Baruch Hu and everyone's responding to that. That doesn't just apply in Tefillah, also by Berksatayra, if a person gets an idea and says Baruch Hu, similarly the Menach Olam is to bow there also. But what is brought up Berksatayra is that there were people who used to bow during the Baruch also of Asher Bacharbanu, and that the Mishnah verse in the first is wrong. That's being most of our case. We don't find another bracha that a person is meant to be out for. And uh, that's as far as bracha goes. When it comes to Aleinu, so the Shukhla already says that there were other times when people used to bow down when they said, for example, in Nishmas, or in David, he said people used to bow down and said it's wrong. There's no reason to bow down. So the post came out, so why is Aleinu different? So they say a rule like this. They say that when we're talking about the fact that people need to bow down, so they're going to bow down. We're not talking about ourselves. But when we say, so we're talking about ourselves. We are And if that's the case, then for sure we have to bow down. Otherwise, we're contradicting ourselves. Um, and therefore, and this is also not so well known, when a person is davening Shmona Esri of Rosh Hashanah himself, and he gets his private Shmona Esri to Malchus, and he says, he's meant to bow down. Otherwise, he's being so to himself. It's not just the chazan, the chazal, the shatz, but he bows to the floor, and everyone joins him. But when a person says that the tefillah in his own private shmoneh, he has to be kareh too. Because that's what I say I'm doing. I say, I'm not sure what to do. I'm not sure what to do. That's what he brought in the first skin. The person's meant to bow down there also. Again, not to the floor, but like a regular career, like we do during the day, you know? <coughs> So why isn't this a steer to the God? Why isn't this most of the Falakriyas? And the answer is, Lechera, because the din of being most of the is only by a bracha. That's why we saw at the beginning, if a person wants to bend the Marush Mahesha, it's not a problem. A person can't be most of the on a bracha. The middle of the end is not a bracha. Um, but what the Gaon held was when it comes to another bracha, a person can't be most of the And then the Kiddush has to be that Kaddish is like a bracha. It's not some part of a tefillah, it's a, it's a shevach to Hashem. And if we're being kareh during Kaddish, the Vilna Gaon held is similar to a bracha, and therefore he held and shouldn't be kareh during Kaddish because it's being most full of brachas. Can you read? The Shachman Echol not like that. Kaddish didn't hold as a bracha, it's like being kareh stam in, 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 in davening, and then he, therefore he held that one should be kareh 
um, during during Kaddish. So from Minogi, like I said, the uh, place uh, normally follow the Daesel Grand, which is Daesel. Uh, we have which I mentioned before, needs to be carried a little bit. Well, the related topic is the Chazan supposed to go like this. I want to share with you one more very interesting Kaddish, which lessons brought the Makar Chaim, but Rabbi Yashe, Rosham Zaman Arvach, but agreed to it. Not so well known. And that is when the Chazan on Yel Shabbos says Moganovis. It's Be'etzim, a repetition of Shemone Esrei, just in a shortened form. And if that's the case, when he starts off Baruch HaTashem, he's made to bear. Baruch with his legs, Atzah with his back. This is part of, this is like a Shemone Esrei. And if that's the case, it's brought in the voice game, it's no different. He's made to bear like in the beginning of Amida. It's true there isn't a final a final bear because we don't finish Mogin Avrach. We finish Mokadash HaShabbos. And it's not a bracha that we're attacking the Kriya for, but he said in the beginning bracha, so then he's meant to be there for that. Um, With the knees bent and yes, everything? Yes, like Baruch, I'm talking about Yashmon Yisrael. Who's this? The Makar Chaim, he's an actor, but the Ma'asim Shalom Zalman and Rabbi Yashmon Yisrael agreed to that. There's even a day in the Shulchan Aruch that if a person, let's say, Elal Shabbos, was Meshchadish, no, Meshchadish is a good example, was Cholamayt, and the person forgot Yadav Yavoy, you can be able to repeat, instead of repeating the Twitter, you can be able to by saying Moganavis. The whole thing from the beginning to the end. So that's what's called the Twitter. And therefore, for sure, if the person can, is in the Twitter, he's going to stand with his legs together, and he's going to bend and bow down at the beginning of it. Well, we don't usually do Chazaras or Shas at night. Right, it's a special thing by Shabbos. But uh, once it's got the dinner of Chazaras or Shas, so that has, that, then it, it has that dinner. And now the last point I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, is, quick question. How come in Moshul? So we saw one taking the three steps back after davening is the end of tefillah, and it's uh, a, a person can't do other things until he's taking three steps back. Until that stage, it's still only with Hashem. Uh, it's probably when a person goes back, he should also bend as he goes backwards, goes back, and then he says, Oseh Shalom, to the left, Oseh Shalom, listen more accurately, Oseh Shalom, be moving off to the next, for Yaseh Shalom, Oseh to the right, I'll call Yisrael to the middle. The person can bring, and some people make the mistake of saying, who Yaseh Shalom by itself, and then Olen and Olko Yisrael to the middle. And so it's not the right breakup of the words. It's meant to be Ayesha bin Raimov, or Yaseh Shalom Oleinu, or Kol Yisrael bin Raimov. Question. What if somebody takes three steps back? Betoch, Betoch, Dibor, he remembers, he forgot to think, and he just come back and, and, and finish up and then walk back again? Or that's it? He walked, he walked what, back. What did he forget? For instance, maybe he forgot Yalav Yalav. And he start from the beginning again. That the, the Gemara says, until he's taken, until he's taken three steps back, you can go back to Ritzay. The correct second three steps back. Personal bakasha. Personal bakasha. Should make that. In just where, right where right, he is. Right where he is. Oh. Okay. So that's as far as the Yachid goes. The big question is, the Chazan is also the Mishmar Esrei. When does he take the three steps back? Because he was also took three steps forward to be Nichas to Tzedek, and he's taking three steps backwards. So it's brought in the voice game is when he gets the Kaddish discovered. The Tfilah will be asking Hashem to accept Ashman Esrei, and therefore that's really the conclusion for the Chazan of Ashman Esrei, which is Ayesha Shalom in at the end of Kaddish Tzkabel, so then he's finished, so to speak, his Tfilah, and he can take and he can take three steps back. Now, by Mincha it's not so bad, because there's only a little Tachel in between, but when it comes to Shachras, it could be Halal in between, it could be Trisator in between, there's a big gap between Shalom Esrei until you get the Kaddish Tzkabel. So, so it's what the husband doesn't have to stay in like, remaining still uh, the whole time. If this is Christian Torah, he's going to walk the Torah to the to the bimah. So it's brought that's true, 
that you shouldn't be mafsik. Because it shouldn't talk. Because he's, until he's Kaddish, until the Kaddish is Be'esim still hasn't finished the Abayin of the Shemun Esra, and therefore he's, he shouldn't be mafsik with something not in the gauge of the Tefillah until, until this guy will. We'll ask the question if the Chazan is a Balkari, can he lay? The answer is yes, it's part of the Tefillah, but not to the other things. Now, one last question. Right, one last point, and that is, that's if the Chazan knows he's going to be the Chazan for Kaddish Tefillah. Sometimes if a person wants the Omud, but is a hesitant to have the whole Shachris, so he asks the Omud from Ashray what it's in. So if he becomes the Chazan from Ashray, then he's going to say the Kaddish. So what happened to the Chazan who said Shmun Ashray? So they asked Rosh this question. And Rosh said, if the Chazan, if he finishes for those Shachats, knows he's not going to be the one to say the Kaddish, then he has to go back now and say, it's a Shalom. He's not, he's not part of it. He's only, he's relying on what he's going to say later. But coming, he knows later, he's not going to say the, the, the Kaddish later on. And he's there to say that Shalom now already. After his Chatsi Kaddish? This is a little bit harder to keep. How does the person have to remain in the posi- where he wa- when he went backwards until he comes forward again? So what is brought is that Kaddish is in a Tzibur. He should remain until Kedusha. He should remain until Kedusha. Um, at least until the Chazan starts the Chazan. Is that kind of story? Himself, or for a person dying by himself. So this is brought, he should wait the amount of time um, it takes to walk four hours. Now, the person doesn't want to show that he's done for an ashtray and raises back. He wants to wait a certain amount of time to show that he is, uh, Kilo, like, just like says the Mishnah, about the Chassid Mishnah, he used to wait to show Achas after davening, so he needs to wait something after davening to show that he attaches importance to what he just said. Um, when it was brought, when those times, when there's a very long wait until the Chassid is going to get to Kedusha, such as on the Yom and the Rhine, the Chassid Shaft says, a lot of beauty. Until he gets to Kedusha, so it's worth it to, to, to take the three steps back before that, and uh, he doesn't have to remain in that position. Question, sometimes... Um, there's someone diving behind him, and because of that, you can't take the three steps back, so he has to wait where he is. Um, but now, what about wait, the Chazan? He has to wait where he is. He can't go back, it's all behind him. So he has to wait where every diving is until the person behind him finishes, and then he can take the three steps back. Uh, but they ask the question, what what's the Chazan meant to do? Because the Chazan has to finish the Shemun so he can start another one. No, and if that's the okay, case, so he has to go three steps back. And there's someone diving right behind him, so he can't go back. So now he can't start a new because he's still in the old Shemun So over here they say, he can't go back, someone diving behind him. So the person can say, at least he has to move his legs. You know, he's move his legs, at least in the place where he is, to show that I'm, I'm, I've finished my Shemun uh, as an individual, and I'm starting a Shemun as a, as a shot. Just shake his legs? Move them, separate them. They were together, mm-hmm. move your legs to show that you finish the Shemun Esra. <coughs> I can't go back. But at least it's not like one filler, which is one, one merging into the other one. He's finished the one filler, and now he's starting a new filler, which is the Chazar Sashat. What about taking three steps to the side? Once he did it to the side, so when you ask him, when you ask him this question, the Yashiv held that if a person is directly behind me, I can't go back with you into the side. What if, I'm going to his Arab Amis. But what if but I'm only he, going into his Arab Amis? But he's, if he's not directly behind me, so I'm walking backwards, I'm walking to his, like, to the diagonal in front of him or the side of him, not directly in front of him, then it's much to take three steps back like that. So everyone would be someone's blemish behind me, 100% directly behind me, and then I have a problem walking back, walking back, um, because they're, I'm walking right in front of him, it's better. If he's that special, at least, then make sure that the person standing behind the chazan isn't somebody's marich and davani, because then the chazan's going to get stuck. So either they don't have anybody behind the chazan, there's like an aisle behind the chazan, or even if you're going to put someone behind the chazan, it shouldn't be someone who's, who's davens too long, because otherwise the chazan won't be able to, will have a problem going backwards before he can start. What about the jumping three times?